sometimes it just doesn't make sense that what you are doing and where you're heading even if you're on your journey to reach your goal but never fear come jump into this episode where you will understand that how you can connect the dots backward but first moving forwards by collecting those dots hey there i am ishani nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast i realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's So after failing thousand times I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best entertain and educate through podcasting digital content creation and thought leadership on this podcast I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them If you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same then I'm up for a chat on my Instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore IN but for now if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems then what are you waiting for let's get started welcome on my first step ever we are racing towards 100 episode and we are just in the last leg few episodes to make it to 100 but what i'm really and even more excited about today is that even though my first step ever has gone globally due to virtual means but today for the very first time we have virtually landed in dublin ireland so please join me in welcoming my very special guest for my first step ever from dublin erin erin welcome on my first step ever Thank you so much Ishani. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am coming to you from a slightly rainy grey Dublin in Ireland, but it's all very festive. There are lots of sparkly lights out and about to keep us all cheery <laughs> despite the bad weather. I'm very sure that a lot of us are very excited about Dublin, the Dublin, the Irish culture and the amazing drinks that everyone get there. <laughs> so Erin, I like to introduce you to my listeners today and i'm sure they're very eager to know that where you're coming from and what's your story and what is that we are going to uncover in your journey that can help them take their first step towards their goal so erin mm. organizational psychologist at present yeah. working with linkedin now you must be thinking organizational psychologist we must have heard about psychologists in a very different space and then comes organizational psychologist now we are headed towards new ways of making your own career and making those things work that work best for you and still going ahead with the causes that you like and that's exactly what Erin is doing. Erin is as I mentioned organizational psychologist, coach and expert in behavior change and she has a passion shaping culture that is true to the brand it represents and strategy it supports. So she has done this with diverse range of organizations from entrepreneurial startups to global corporations. 
and she holds a lot of more interesting experiences. But this is what we see today, the Erin that is in front of us who has worked really hard to get to where she is, to have that expertise in her domain. But let's trace few steps back to her childhood or her teenage and understand how she was and how was her environment back then. Wow, great good question, because it really does form from a young age, doesn't it? I think, you know, I didn't always know for sure what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do when I, when I grew up. But I was always really interested in people and a bit of people watching and the development of human behavior over time. And then I was also always really interested in work, which sounds like a strange thing to say. <laughs> Very different. In work. So my parents ran a small business and they still do actually, all about actually back then in the 80s, it was hardware for flexible working, to enable flexible working. And so my dad would always be talking about the benefits of flexible working way back in the 80s. I was always captivated by this idea that work could be something that could be more flexible than it was, uh, obviously, most for the most part then. So I, I guess I decided, maybe subconsciously, that there was always something in it for me about how work could make our lives better. And so I did my degree in psychology uh, in Trinity here in Dublin. But then I decided, although I absolutely love Dublin, which is why I came back here, I decided I wanted to get a bit more sort of global experience. And I went and I went to move to London uh, in my early 20s, soon after I graduated. And I just knew I wanted to apply what I'd learned in my psychology degree to the workplace. You know, so I just thought, well, I'll go and get as much relevant work experience as I possibly can. And uh, I was really lucky that my first role and my first one of my first jobs, I did a bit of temping when I first got there. You know, you just you arrive to London, you do some temping. But my first kind of big role when I got there was an organization called Innocent Smoothies and still are uh, they're a very successful brand in the UK and across Europe now. But back then they were a startup, you know, so when I was there, it was it was very much a startup atmosphere. I learned so much there about First of all, how to do great business, sustainable business, how to be a responsible business, how to be an entrepreneurial business and how to be an entrepreneur within the business as well. How to think like an entrepreneur yeah. when you're making decisions, you know, even when you're that young. Uh, but the other the, the, the other side of it and the flip side of, of, of the success of the business was the people in the organization and the people in the business and how the culture there really represented the brand and that, you know, the people there were all working together towards this common goal and this common vision. It was a very authentic place to work for that reason, you know. So I really, as I said, captivated by that and thought, well, I, I, you know, my next step was going to be. So then here comes another step. But I, I wanted to advance, I suppose, my expertise in understanding human behavior at work. So I did my master's then over in the UK in, in City University in organizational psychology. Just learned so much there about, you know, how you can apply all, all I'd already learned in psychology, but how you can apply that to the workplace right. and how you can help people be their best, be their best selves at work, help leaders lead in the best way possible. And I suppose what I kind of, with those two things on board, what I wanted to do was bring everything I'd learned from Innocent, you know, then with the additional academic background from the, the psychology and the organizational psychology and bring that to as many organizations as possible. But I graduated 2008 recession. So it was not, it was not a straightforward line. So I had one of those moments of 
thinking to myself, what am I going to do here? Because, you know, there were some graduate programs open. Yep. But actually one of the things that we learned a lot at Innocent was, you know, if you see a different way of doing things, just I was really lucky to get a role within the UK civil service. And I spent some time working across the cabinet office and uh, the DWP and the, which is the Department of Work and Pensions and Department of Health all around the area of workplace well-being, workplace culture. You know, it was a totally different culture for me, experientially for me, to go from a kind of a startup vibe into the much more formal civil service. Established one, yeah. Exactly. But what you, you know, and, and since then I've worked in plenty of different organisations, mainly for myself as a consultant. But what you always learn and what you realise is that people are people no matter where they are. They may be in different cultures and they may be within, you know, different systems. But at the very heart of it, people are there. They mostly want to do great work. They want to connect with their colleagues and do good work with their colleagues. They want to progress themselves. They want to learn something, you know. So it's about kind of really digging in and finding and creating the system around them that will help them do that. So that, yeah, that's kind of where then I got on the path of, of being an organizational psychologist, working with people, teams, leaders, organizations, helping them go through culture change, helping them improve employee engagement and, and all that good stuff. And as you said, then fast forward many years, I was able to then bring that knowledge that I'd accumulated over the years to my work with LinkedIn Learning. And I've now, now made five courses with LinkedIn Learning. Yeah, as you said, it's, it's been, you know, a culmination of a lot of work over the years and also some risky decisions where I just went, do you know what? I'm not totally sure where I'm going with this, but I'm just going to follow my instinct, uh, you know, and follow my passion around what, what I would, what I love doing about, you know, helping people to make their working lives better. So I think this is a great summary of Erin's life. Some snapshots that we have, I visualized while you were taking us through your journey. And there are some really interesting points over there. Now, I know that there might be several milestones, mini milestones to reach where you are right now. And before I go into any questions, I like to say I've been loving the LinkedIn content. I think it's it's an honor to have you over here and to chat to you, to get into your mindset for all of us who's listening to us that how it really works for people who have made it in their life in terms of what and how they envision their life. So now that we have understood the entire journey so far, and now everyone has a context of where you are and how you've come here, I see that you have always been very purpose-driven. You always had that, I think the seed of your future was somewhere germinated in your head from very long back, looking at your family. And as you said, that you were keen to work, which is really good. And how you formed your, you know, different steps to climb this ladder that you have. So I like to kind of go back to those initial steps and dig a bit deeper into your mind back then and what sort of maybe challenges that you face. So let's maybe go back to the time when you were sure that you want to do something in psychology and you did your bachelor's. But then how did you or when did you realize that this is not this is not just what you want to do, but you want to maybe take it to the next level and bring it into an organization. So if you can take us through that journey of yours. Yes, it's interesting because when I relay the story now, it's almost like there is a clear path and there was a clear path, but there definitely wasn't, you know, when I think back to the time. And actually, I can even say that now of my career, I... 
I must say, I'm not somebody who has always been, you know, very clear on here's what I'm doing in five years time. I, I, I suppose I'm a bit more iterative and I like to go <laughs> a little bit more and work, you know, and, and actually when I when I look back on it now, I realize what I was doing was applying an experimental mindset to my career. Yeah, very because, evidently. So I, and I didn't realize it at the time. And, and a lot of the time there was a lot of discomfort for me because I didn't know where it was going to turn, how it was going to play out. I didn't know if some of the decisions I, were, I was making would would be beneficial to me in the long run. But I realize now I was trying out. And a few times I do remember thinking, do you know what? I'm just going to try this. I don't know whether this is the right thing to do, but I'm going to try it out. And no matter what happens, it will be a learning experience. So that's probably one of the, you know, the biggest pieces of, pieces of advice I always give to to younger people when I'm talking and coaching with them, because yep. who who does ever know that taking a role or taking a risk is, is going to turn out right for them? And you, you can always put anything down, even if it doesn't feel like something that is actually quite on your path or should be on your path. You can always learn. There's oh, every single role I've done. I've learned something valuable from it. So I suppose in answer to your, to your question, I knew leaving my psychology bachelor's that I probably wasn't going to go into clinical psychology uh, or counselling psychology at that time. Uh, it, it wasn't something that was calling to me at that point. So I felt really that actually because of my interest in the workplace and, you know, making workplaces better, I knew that there was, and obviously I knew through I knew there was a discipline of organizational psychology, but it just wasn't as back then. It probably wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Uh, so I suppose I just decided, well, how am I going to learn about the workplace and behavior at work? Well, go into a workplace <laughs> and observe as much as I possibly can. And so what I with the way I describe this now. For people, particularly at this moment where where we find ourselves now with the world of work changing so much and I think people entering the workforce at the moment, it's very tricky because it's it's really hard to kind of see a future. Um, and I suppose there were definitely times in my career where I, or, and you know, during my early 20s in particular, where I didn't know, there wasn't somebody there who I could go, I want to follow those steps that that person has taken. So it, I wasn't very well able to form a vision, you know, that five-year vision. I couldn't really form it. But what I say now is because visionary thinking, the way I define it is all it's about little dots of data connected in a novel and inspiring way. If you think about it, before you connect the dots, you have to collect the dots. So if you're worried that you don't have a vision for your future, don't be, because what you're probably doing is collecting all of the dots that you're then going to connect and I see this time in our lives for many of our, even people who aren't starting their career, I actually see this time as very much a time of experimenting, collecting those bits of data that we can all put together. And then in the future, we will work out, I guess, a, a way of working that will fit for us. And that's definitely what I was doing. So I was, collect, you know, I went into lots of different organizations. So I, as I said, I had that time and that startup environment. Then I did my master's and then I went into lots of different organizations. And what I was doing there was just collecting all of my data so that I could work out. This is the work that I want to do. This is the type of working life that I want to have. And Ishani, I'm still collecting. I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet. I definitely don't feel that I've made it in any way, particularly. 
other than I suppose there is an element now for me that I can go, oh, it's nice to say that I, I can share some of the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years and some of the insights. But there's still a lot of dots to be collected. I don't, you know, I think many of us are still trying to work out how to shape our working lives now that, you know, the office is in some cases not an option at all. In other cases, something that you can kind of maybe go to on a, on a, a day, you know, on a, on once a week. There, there's a lot of questions out there about how we shape our, our, our day to day work and our, and our working lives. So, you know, and I just think I know it's uncomfortable to not know where we're going, but actually if we can hold on to and just accept that discomfort a little bit and see this time as experimental, then we can uh, hopefully we we'll all reap the benefits of that. Wow. I think you've touched a chord over there with all of us today. Thank you for being so candid and genuine about your journey, because I think being experimental and not knowing or having that fear of uncertainty while you we were still collecting your dots, as you mentioned, it's something that each one of us go through and probably we are going through at certain point in time in life. And it's really interesting to know that even now that you've made it so far, you have collected that sort of experiences and that when we see your journey, we feel, we, we, I at least feel like, oh, you had it sort of sorted in your head and you went from this A point to the B to the C. But now that we understand that you were just following what you felt at that point was right for you, what was your calling, and it somehow helped you be at a place where you are today, that you're able to help and guide more people and impact their life. So I think for everyone who's listening to us today, this is a great piece of advice that if you feel a bit confused whether where you are in your life, but if you're still moving in the direction that you actually start off with, it will help you out some way. So just be calm and keep going forward. Now, Erin, coming back to your amazing story. As you mentioned that, you know, you were still kind of just working along, going with the flow, yet having a plan of action in mind, but maybe not that far-sighted. There, was there ever a time when you felt, you know, maybe you faced the biggest challenge in your career? If you ever felt that, maybe the biggest downtime, because a lot of us do have that breakdowns and we emerge Either we emerge, you know, uh, in a good way out of it, or we realize that, okay, we did something that did not work out. We need to improve ourselves. Have you ever had that kind of, you know, breakthrough moment or that kind of a challenge that you'd faced, if you'd like to share with us? Lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of times. Yes, definitely. Lots of times. There have been, there've been times where I haven't been totally sure. So say if I was taking on a new project, I haven't been totally sure whether, you know, it, is this going to be aligned with my values? And that's the other the other thing I should mention is over the years, I became more clear about my own values, you know, and what I value in the people that I work with and what I value in the types of systems that I wanted to work within. And there were definitely times where I probably didn't follow my instinct and follow my values and you know, realized, okay, that was probably a poor decision to, to, to go and, and work there. It didn't, you know, it obviously that, that kind of, where there's an incongruence the like that, it, yeah. it, it often, it doesn't, it can't last long before the cracks start, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a lot, a lot what people experience with, with cultures where they're, where they feel that they are not aligned with the culture that they're working with. And it, you know, you can tolerate that for some time, but yeah. eventually, it, you know, you, you can't. So, and I think actually a lot of people have felt that over the last couple of years, they've really had more time to reflect and realize 
there's more to life than being within a culture that doesn't work for me and isn't aligned with my values. So, so there's been definitely time, but I, I would say probably the, if I'm being honest, the biggest challenge that I have faced and maybe I'm still facing is being a working parent and trying to fit my life and my working life in. And I do love my work so much, but trying to fit that in with the demands of having two small children and all the different derailers that end up happening with them on board. You know, at the moment, I think many working parents, if you have any working parents listening in, they will probably identify with the fact that the, the kids are just getting really sick a lot at the moment because there's so many new viruses coming around or they don't have the same immunity after having been in lockdown for, for those couple of years. So we're, we're facing a kind of a barrage of viruses and back to back. It's a kids out of school all the time. And, you know, it's worrying as yeah. well. So just that's an example. So for me, I'm finding it hard. Say, for example, right now I'm in one of those moments where I'm going, okay, I'm delighted with the work that I do. I love this work. How do I plan my next year so that it's so that I'm able to be present and around for the kids and able to be around to do the things that I love doing outside of work as well? That's really important. Not just if you have kids. I think for everyone, you know, to, we need we all need to move away from this mindset of only focusing on work because we get so much more growth and development if we are also doing the things that fill our cups outside of work too. So, but also make sure that I can do the work that I love doing. So that's a big challenge for me at the moment. And I definitely have anybody, any of your listeners have that one worked out. Please tell me, <laughs> please get in touch. <laughs> yes, that is a really, really, really good, I think, shout out. I would like to say to all the listeners out here, if you're really struggling with something, do check out Erin's profile on LinkedIn. And she is doing some really amazing work helping out coaching people. So do get in touch because she really likes to help everyone who I is do. stuck in that boat. And so, I genuinely really happy for people to contact me, you know, on, on direct message. If you've ever got anything that you're trying to work out, I, I do love hearing, especially from learners who take my course on LinkedIn. I love hearing how they've applied some of the things that they've heard on my courses or, you know, if they have a question about it, I, I really do love hearing from them. Because sometimes, you know, you put these, I put these courses out and they reach lots of people, yeah. but I don't, I don't get the, the feedback. So I, I love to hear from people. Feedback is definitely, definitely really important. And, and as you just mentioned, and you, you took us through your journey of the challenges that you've been, fa you've faced in the past and how you have overcome them. Or you, as you mentioned, you keep facing those challenges, but you need to be true to yourself, true to your values and principles and that is something that will always help each one of us come out of the situation that we really don't want to belong in so Erin now that we have discussed you know your really amazing story from how you grew up and where you're today and what sort of decisions you took in life what was your mindset the challenges so let's just go to a very brighter side of your life I'm sure your life is really interesting but let's discuss your successes. So if you can remember one success that, you know, you were like, oh my God, did I do that? Did I make it? But it's also important that during the time of success, we keep our calm because life goes up, up and down. So did you ever feel that success hit you hard? If yes, or if no, please share us 
your experience with us? I do try with with successes. I do try to kind of moderate it a little bit because, you know, it's hard to, if you, if you allow yourself to enjoy too much success, then it's kind of hard to come down from that. So I kind, kind of try and enjoy success really in the everyday rather than really thinking about the big moments. But even, yes, I suppose in the last few years, as I said, you know, I have two small kids. After I came back from maternity leave with both of them, I did find it hard to find my way back in the workplace and to find my confidence in the workplace. And so now when I look at, say, for example, when I, if I, if I don't really look at them very often, but if I turn on one of my courses on LinkedIn Learning, I often look at them and I go, is that really me doing that? <laughs> you know, the me of five years ago would never have believed that I could have done that. You know, I I didn't ever believe that I could present a camera in that way. I, I didn't know I could write scripts like that or design courses. It's amazing now to think. And when I look at that and when, like I said a minute ago, when I do hear from from learners who who have found that they've been really helped by the course, that it's an amazing feeling. That's the kind of the success, really, where I kind of get that direct feedback. And as I said, yeah, those are moments where I think oh, sometimes I don't even know. And it's interesting. I'm actually writing a newsletter at the moment about flow and the process of becoming really immersed in your work. And I do think there's something magical about it, how sometimes you get into a state that I now, when I look back on it, I can't even remember recording those courses or, you know, or, you know, recently, more recently, I've been doing some keynote speeches as well. And, you know, standing up in front of lots of people Amazing. Finally, in a real in a real room, you know, and it's 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 funny. You don't even really hardly remember yourself doing it because you're just in a slightly different mindset and a different zone. And it is a bit magical, but it just goes to show, you know, when I'm talking to people who think, oh, but I could never do something like that. Well, actually, you'll be so surprised at yourself if you do just take that one step and just try it. You'd be surprised at how much better you will be at it than you. But I think the the other the, the other big success that I always like to celebrate is over the years I've worked with some brilliant people. And I think that's the thing. You know, I always say this when you look back in your career. It'll always be the people you worked with that you'll remember. You won't remember the little successes you've had along the way. It's good to celebrate them, of course. But, you you know, I've made so many brilliant friends with people who I've worked with. I've learned some brilliant things. I still am. I'm still making new friends and colleagues along the way. I'm still learning so much all the time. And I think that for me, that's the measure of the biggest measure of success for my career. And that's a great matrix, I think, to have because that always motivates you to learn from someone and that always puts your life into perspective. There's there's a lot to still achieve and that it, this is a learning process. And I'd like to highlight one thing that you mentioned over here, which was really very interesting that when you are in the state of mind, like which aligns yourself with your, I think, you know, the highest self or maybe the vibration, the, the, the kind of, you know, a love that you carry for your work or whatever it may be, a relationship or maybe the kind of environment that you're in, you reach a state that you, re- you yourself don't realize that you are one with that atmosphere and that you're just flowing very naturally doing what you're doing at your best capacity. And I think if someone experiences that in their life they must understand that that is what that they really are looking out for or that those are the people that you really want to be around with so this was amazing Erin thank you so much for breaking that up with such 
clear and simple examples for our listeners, everyone to understand that how life has ups and downs and how we must learn from our journey ourselves and even from people around. It was amazing chatting with you, getting to know you. Is there any one top advice? I'm, you've already given us a lot of advice. So just one top advice that you would like to give people who are yet to define a career for themselves. I think just try out whatever you can. You know, when you get an opportunity, just take it. Even if it doesn't feel like it might be on the path that you're on or that you want to go on, take an opportunity. If you're within an organization, you know, maybe see if you can go on secondment to another part of the business and see what you can learn over there. I really think there's such value in just trying out lots of different ways of working, working with lots of different people, particularly, I mean, if you're somebody who really has a very clear idea about where you want to go and there is already a path, go with that, absolutely. But if you're somebody like many people and like I always was, and still am, you know, I never, I was never totally sure about where I was going. I had that kind of underlying drive to help people make their working lives better, but I wasn't sure exactly how that was going to play out. So I think, you know, if, if you can even just identify at a high level what it is that kind of floats your boat, and then with that, try as many different avenues as possible and, you know, and follow your, keep your values. You know, I always say, there's a, there's a concept in psychology called psychological flexibility, and there's lots to unpack with it. So I won't go into, I won't go into it all, but there's, there's one thing that I always tell people about, which is stay absolutely inflexible about your values and your goals. Just completely keep those inflexible for yourself. And once those are inflexible, you'll be able to flex all the different things that you do. You'll be much better able to. So just really think to yourself, you know, what are, what's my goal here? What's, what are my values? And then go with the flow if you can. That's amazing, Erin. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think we are ending on a very, very amazing note. Saying, staying true to your values and your principles. That is really something very important. And that says a lot. If you start practicing it, you will really understand the importance of what Erin just mentioned. So Erin, thank you so much for being on my first step ever. And I like to mention one thing that you're such a warm personality and that you've been so genuine on this episode like while chatting to you I could just visualize your you know the entire scenario that you were mentioning and that how candid you were with each and every part of you know the conversation that we had and that really helps a lot for everyone who's listening to us to relate to it and actually put ourselves in that shoe and understand that how it can help us. So thank you so much for being on my first step ever. Thank you so much for having me. As I said, I absolutely love the concept of the podcast and I can see how much it's helping people. So thank you. It's an absolute honor to be part of it. Thank you. And my friends, if you have reached thus far today, firstly, thank you so much. It really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed. So why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes. I love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them. So you can follow me on my Instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in. And subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video updates. 
And yes, if you like what I do over here, follow my first step ever on Google, Apple or Spotify and please drop your rating to my show and comment. Well, this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as I help you in your journey in taking the first step ever. Until next time, start believing in yourself and most importantly, keep believing in yourself.